Here's the, the spirit of the law and the bill of what they were trying to do. They are trying to get you to keep 100% of your people on your payroll. They want you to keep everybody making 100% of what they made before February 15th. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Francis. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo, and today I have a special guest with me, Dr. Nick Silvery. Dr. Nick, it's great to be together today. Dude, great to see you, man. It's great to see you and uh, great to hear your voice. We've been hearing a lot of Dr. Nick Silvery's voice and seeing a lot of his outfits on the, uh, on the Facebook, right? We've been seeing you, Nick, and just, just, you know, just wanted to say as we, as we kick off today's episode that I'm just so grateful for the voice that you are uh, right now for chiropractic chiropractors and helping us really wrap our heads around uh, what's going on with the stimulus package. And this, this podcast episode is specifically dedicated to answering your questions. We've been, well, Dr. Nick's been getting your questions, and we've been getting them in our platforms with Remarkable Practice, Remarkable CEO. And so we decided that we wanted to uh, do a podcast episode specifically on this subject matter. So, Dr. Nick, thank you so much for taking the time to be with me here today. Both Dr. Steven and I are extremely grateful. So as we kick it off today, for you, our listeners, we're going to go through a a lot of information. Let's just put it that way. Nick has studying this pretty much nonstop for weeks, and he has been just bringing it to us every single day over the last few weeks. So a couple of questions I know that we're going to be answering today that I, that I know that you as a listener, you have, you maybe have clarity on this already, but it can always help to be repeated. And uh, four main questions I'm going to be asking Nick today. Number one is, am I eligible? And we're going to unpack that. Number two is, what will the lender's be looking for? Again, this is from you as the CEO of your business, as business owners. Number three, how much can I borrow? It's a big question. And then the number four is, will this loan be forgiven? We know that these questions are questions that you have. We know these are the questions that the accountants are getting and the banks are getting and all of the, the uh, you know, people like Nick who are you know, experts in this area uh, are getting. And so we're going to answer these questions for you as well as other things as well. I'm confident. So Nick, you know, as we get started here, we know that there's been a $2 trillion stimulus bill that was approved, largest economic bill in the United States history. And we know we have listeners that are not just in the US. We have a lot of docs in Australia and other places around the world. We are speaking directly to what's happening in the US, although other nations like Australia are responding to this. So get with your local accountant, get with your bank, get with those people and stay abreast of this wherever you're at. But we're going to obviously drill down on what's going on in the United States right now, so how it affects our, our people here. So I know people are starving for accurate information on this stuff, Nick, and that's why we've got you on here. So uh, first question you know, that I kind of put out there, let's, let's start with that one. Am I eligible? So before I get into that, I want to just like explain, like you called me an expert. I'm only an expert because I actually read the Senate bill. Like I'm just a chiropractor whose office is shut down right now, and like I needed to find out what the what the deal was, and I was getting so frustrated because when they were talking about because I I my obsession with politics and Twitter has finally like paid off for something, uh, but the uh, I was reading all these these uh, news reports and bullet points and tweets and and everybody was talking about the whole bill 
and they just would say, oh, there's a bunch of money in there for small businesses. I'm like, okay, but what are the details for the small businesses? So finally, the, like literally, I could not figure out what was in there. Senate bill passes on Wednesday night at like 10 p.m. And I'm just like, I've never read a bill before. And I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to read the bill. There's like 100 pages that really apply to like small businesses and chiropractors. So I just read the first 100 pages of this 880 page bill. And if you've never read a Senate bill, it is not a good time. But I read it. And then I'm like, on Thursday, I'm like, okay, now I know. I feel better about it. I know what's going on. And then I just decided I'd create content and I'd start shooting some videos about it. And people were just like so hungry for this information. I felt like, have you ever seen that uh, movie about, uh, it's called Yesterday. It's where the guy, this like lightning storm happens or like this surge of energy. And he's the only person in the world that is, that remembers the Beatles. Hmm. No. That's how I felt on Thursday. I felt like the guy in yesterday who's the only one who knew who the Beatles were. I'm like, I felt like I was the only one who knew what was in this bill. And I was just telling it to chiropractors, but no one else knew. Like Dennis didn't know. So like chiropractors were just like, how do you know? I'm like, oh, I read the bill. So that's the only thing that makes me an expert. I don't want you to think that I'm like, I don't have like some business to like help you with the application. I'm just trying to like get the information out of my head into other people's heads. Well, we appreciate that. And uh, I'll tell you, that's 100 pages more of an expert than anybody else. (laughs) With that, you know, that's a lot of information. But one of the things I love about what you've done, Nick, is you've summarized it so well. That's what I feel like you've done. I've been watching your lives. And if you guys haven't followed him, it's Dr. Nick Silveri. Go to his page. He's also an incredible marketer and he can teach you a lot about marketing for your business. Uh, And we appreciate Nick for that. And by the way, Nick, this is not your first time as a guest on our show, is it? I was the first interview on the uh, the Remarkable CEO podcast, and I'm now the first two-time guest. So I'm very proud of uh, those two uh, trophies. Yeah, man. We don't have uh, any Remarkable CEO bling yet, but when we do, you, you've got to be one of the people oh, with some of the merch. So for sure. Coming. For sure. All right. So let's, so let's get back to the questions. I, yeah. I didn't so mean to... eligibility. That's a big one. Okay. Who's eligible? What does yeah. this look like? You know, let's dig in. If you are listening to this and you are a chiropractor and you own your business, if you have employees, if you're a sole proprietor, if you're an independent contractor inside of someone else's business, all of those people will qualify for this. So to give kind of just a real high level, I'm sure everyone by this time will kind of know what the Paycheck Protection Program is. But basically, it's, it's the government is going to help you for eight weeks uh, pay your payroll. They want you to keep your staff on your payroll and not have them go to unemployment. Number one, I don't think they want the unemployment number to go high. And number two, I think they want businesses to be able to keep their teams together. So that's what this was really done for. And you will be able to get the money from the government to basically make your payroll and then a little bit extra for basically going through the struggle of, of passing the money on to your staff. Awesome. So now we know, you know who's, who qualifies for this. And so you know, we start to dig a little bit deeper and um, you know, we started asking, okay, that sounds great, Nick. I'm really excited about this, but what do they need from me? So what are the lenders we're going to be looking for? If I go come in as a business owner, yep. I'm coming in, what, what do I need to be preparing for now? Here's what the, the correct answer is. It is your payroll costs from the 12 months prior to the, uh, the date of the loan. So when you go in for the application, what you're going to need is your 12 months of payroll costs, which is going to include anything that you have given to employees as as pay, whether that's benefits, actual money, severance packages. If you if somebody quit and you had to pay them for time off that they hadn't used, just anything that you've spent in dollars that you that you could argue went towards payroll. Uh, this includes retirement 
uh, benefits if you have like a 401k or anything through your, uh, through your practice. So make sure that you just bring everything possible for payroll costs, because I think that's what is going to determine how much you qualify for, which is going to be 2.5 times what your average monthly uh, payroll cost is, right? But here's, here's the thing, here's the kicker, right? The only things that the bill itself say that you have to prove are that you, that you promise you'll use the money towards keeping people on payroll, that you've been in business for, uh, since before February 15, 2020, and that you were paying yourself like you're, you run your own business and you were either paying yourself or other people on February 15, 2020. And then you have the payroll costs where they'll determine what your average monthly was. But the local banks are going to be the ones that are determining this. And if you've ever been to like a small town bank, they don't always know all the, the nuances of everything that might be going on. So there are things out there that say, oh, it's going to be 12, it's going to be your average of the last 12 months of all of the covered categories, which includes payroll, rent, utilities, your interest on your mortgage payment, your interest on your business loans and healthcare premiums. So it's possible that you might get to be able to get approved for more than that. So I would come in ready with any documentation that shows your payroll costs plus any other covered categories. And I would also come in with what you would normally need for an SBA loan, which would be your 2017, 2018, 2019 personal and business taxes, your accounts receivables aging report, and your personal financial statement along with your 2020 year-to-date numbers. The only reason I say to bring those is because if you get there and you're filling out the application and you're talking to the banker and they say, we need your business taxes. And you're like, no, it doesn't say that in the bill. They're like, well, sorry, we need it. It doesn't matter whether they're right or wrong. What matters right now is time. So get all that stuff together because the money won't be available to the banks until probably later this week. So get all, use the time right now, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, to get that stuff together. Make an appointment if you haven't already with your banker on Friday, phone call, Zoom, whatever. Just get, get on their schedule so that hopefully the bank will have the money on Friday. You can get in front of them, but have all that stuff ready that you're, you're like prepared to give them whatever they could possibly ask for. Yeah, this is incredibly helpful. What I'm gathering from you is, is the best thing we could be doing right now is, you know, if you're listening to this episode and it's middle of the week, you know, we're talking, you know, this is end of March, beginning of April. So by the end of this week, first week of April, you could be re- you're receiving the money is basically what you're saying. So in order to right. get this ready, we need to be doing and gathering all of our, our reports. So I know right. that not everyone has probably done their returns for 2019. Um, if you don't have your is. returns, if you don't have your returns for 2019, bring your profit and loss statement from your QuickBooks. I don't even think yeah. you'll, you're going to need it, but just get it together because here's another thing. Even if they don't need it for this loan, if there are local city loans, if there are state loans, if there are county loans or grants, they might want this information. This is all the information that you could possibly need for a loan. Have it in a folder. Just be ready with it in case you need it. So, uh, Nick, and this is, again, just a little off, but is there a timeline where you have a window of opportunity for this? In other words, yes. let's say a doc's listening to this and does it have to be done by the end of April, middle of April? Like, what's, do we have a, is there an end actual? End of June. It's the end of June. So, this is yeah. all done. Obviously, time is of the essence. I mean, as we're listening to this, people are wondering how they're going to pay their people. I mean, we'll yeah. get into some of these other questions, but you have time. Uh, till the end of June, you said. It's okay, helpful. Yeah, but but here's like 
once you get the loan, you have eight weeks to spend it. But you can wait until the end of June to apply for the loan. So you could apply for the loan on June 29th, get the loan, and I believe you would have eight weeks from that point to use it, or you could retroactively use it for things you'd already spent money on. Here's my argument for why you need to move fast is there is a set amount of money in this bill, $349 billion, that is going towards this program in particular. I have no idea what the private payroll of companies under 500 people across the country, because everyone's going to take advantage of this. Every single business with under 500 employees is going to do this. That also includes uh, like these chain restaurants that have tens of thousands of employees. It it's basically if you have less than 500 uh, employees per location, you qualify for this as a small business. You know, these companies that have 10,000 employees that are spread out around the country is not exactly a small business in my mind, but by definition right. it is. So they're going to gobble up. I can promise you they're going to be first in line. So you want to make sure that you don't try to get cute and be like, well, I could probably wait till June 29th because Nick said I could. I would do it right now. I would get it because who knows if you get it the first day that it's available and you go eight weeks and at the end of eight weeks, stuff is still screwed up. The government might come in and say, you know what? Uh, We'll give you another four weeks. Or they might say after all the money's gone in in two months, uh, like end of May, they might just be like, well, that wasn't a good idea. That wasn't a good use of money. So we're not going to do that anymore. If you didn't get it already, you're out of luck. So I, I wouldn't wait. All right. Well, I think we, we, uh, we hear what you're saying, Nick. We're going to take action. So uh, one big takeaway as, as you're listening to this is get your, get your ducks in a row and connect with your bank. Uh, give them a call and also uh, your accountant. You know, Get the help that you need from your CPA, your accountant. They'll help you gather all these things, all this documentation that you're going to need. So you already talked about this, Nick. You talked about the 2.5 times. Can we unpack that just a little bit? Like yep. how much uh, can I borrow? Um, and then there are some specific questions within that that I'd like to ask, but can you just unpack like the, how that actually works? Cause I, I've yeah. heard, you know, the dates, you know, February 15th and I've heard June, to June 15th and I've heard this number eight weeks, but obviously that's more than eight weeks. So yeah. can you just talk through, um, and then I've heard the 12 months, the previous 12 months from February to February, 19 yeah. to 20. Yeah. Just, uh, how much can I borrow and how does that, how are they making that happen? So I, I, I've read so many things and I've talked about so many things over the last few days that now I'm starting to like get my dates kind of mixed up a little bit. But what I've been doing for the last four days, uh, this is Sunday, so like Thursday to Sunday and I'll keep doing it, is I just keep making these very specific videos about specific situations of questions that I get from people. So if you want to really, like sometimes I'll go 20 minutes on this very minuscule thing because it's confusing and so go to my Dr. Nick Silveri page. There's like 30 plus videos that go into very specific things. But the, the general gist of this is the way that you will determine how much you, you can apply for is if I would assume that most people who are listening to this have been in practice over a year. If you've been in practice over a year, it's 12 months prior to the day that you like apply for the loan. So if you apply for the loan, let's just say on April 1st, which you wouldn't be able to on that date, but if you could, April 1st, it's going to take you from April 1st, 2019 to March 31st of, of 2020. They are going to, all your payroll costs for that 12 months, you'll be able to divide that and get your average monthly like payroll cost. Then they will take that number and they'll multiply it by 2.5. So this is why I said earlier, just have all the stuff available because the more you can uh, qualify for, 
the if, if the banker screws up and tells you that you can include your rent in that, have your rent checks ready so that you can show that to them because what they approve for you, that's on them, not on you. So if you can get approved for more, get approved for more. What you're going to have to be really trick or like um, uh, particular with is you got to make sure that you're documenting everything that you spend the money on to be able to qualify for the loan forgiveness. So if your average uh, monthly payroll is $20,000 and that's the number that they come up with, it would be 2.5 of that number, which would be $50,000. And that also includes uh, your salary and it, it includes up to $100,000 for any individual person. So if you've got an associate that makes $200,000 a year, or if you pay yourself $150,000, you are only going to qualify for that first $100,000. They'll only calculate that. So anything above that, uh, it, won't, it, it won't go into the calculation. Got it. Okay. So that was one of my questions was, so a lot of owners take distributions, but they're not on payroll. So how does... How does it work in that case? I mean, are you able, because obviously we report distributions yeah. um, and pay taxes on that. So how, how does that, you know, over the last 12 months, if I go back yeah. through my history, obviously that's, that's being reported. So how does that, how does that fall into this? The, the language is not super clear on that, but it, it does make mention of uh, you not only will be able to use your, like for, for, I'll use myself as an example. I pay myself $500 a week, $26,000 a year for my paycheck from my practice. But then I get a K1 of the profit that's in the business at the end because I'm an S corp that I use in my personal tax return. So here's the way I think that it's going to work is that any of those federal documents, Schedule C's, 1099s, W2s, maybe even personal tax returns, if you claimed it to the federal government as income, I think that they're probably going to let you prove using that stuff that I cannot, I can't guarantee it. It may just go off of the W-2, like whatever you pay yourself through the payroll, but bring everything. Like I said, this local bank is going to be making the decision. So bring as much as possible and just, you know, argue your case. Yeah. Super helpful. Nick, you know, when you, when you're working with business owners, like, like I am, and I know that you are as well, one of the things that a lot of them have done, you know, right away as this was coming, it was, they were kind of letting people go. You know, they were yep. either dropping people down at part-time, yep. they laid some people off, people were, you know, filing for unemployment. I mean, there's all sorts of different steps and stages that, you know, people have walked through. So can you just talk a little bit about that situation? So I'm a business owner and, you know, I used to have, let's call it 10 people on, on staff and on payroll. Right yep. now I'm down to just, you know, me and, and like two other people. The rest of the people are either less than half time or they're laid off temporarily. Yep. Whatever the situation might be, can you talk to that and how do we navigate through that? Yeah, so I have done, I've done two Facebook Lives. Uh, I just did one tonight and, uh, and yesterday and they were both 90 minutes long and just like lots of very specific situations. And what all of these boil down to is everybody's got their own like story of like, my massage therapist can't, the state won't let massage happen, so what do I do with them? Uh, I laid somebody off, they're sitting at home, they already filed for unemployment. Here's the, the spirit of the law and the bill of what they were trying to do. They are trying to get you to keep 100% of your people on your payroll. They want you to keep everybody making 100% of what they made before February 15th. Continue that. If you do that, if you get everybody back, if they've already filed for unemployment, you can invite them back. 
if they, um, if you send them home to, cause they only get paid when they do a massage and bring them back. If you have a hundred percent of the people headcount back on your payroll and you're paying a hundred percent at the end, and we'll talk about the forgiveness in, in, in a minute, but at the end, you will get that money forgiven. You will, they'll, they'll give you the loan because it is a loan. They'll give you the loan. And as long as you spend it on those people for payroll, you'll get that money forgiven at the end of this loan. The thing that I really w- want to make sure that people understand is that if you, if you try to like game this system, if you try to get cute with it, what may end up happening is at the end, you may just not do it quite right or you'll miss some little nuance and you won't get the loan money forgiven like you should have if you just brought them back. Um, because the government does not want them on unemployment. The state doesn't want them on unemployment. They don't want to be on unemployment. You don't want them on unemployment. And here's another reason why you don't want them to go into unemployment is because in this bill, the government added $600 a week on top of what the state pays their normal unemployment, right? So let's say somebody makes $4,000 a month, okay? On normal unemployment, they would get like 50%, 60%, but let's just call it 50% for easy numbers. Normally, they make four grand a month. Now they're going to make two grand a month if they get laid off and they go on unemployment normally. But now the government's coming in and they're dropping another 600 a week on top of it. And if that ends up being more than what they even made working for you, there's, I don't think there's any rule against that. They could be making 107% to sit at home and not have to be on your Zoom calls every day. So, you know, pour into your team, love on your team, keep your team on board because if you don't, you risk that, that they won't come back and then that might hurt your headcount number and it might hurt your overall payroll number and I'm not 100% sure how that's going to affect your loan forgiveness. So the best way to get this forgiven 100% is to bring 100% of your employees back on, 100% of pay, do it the first eight weeks it's possible and move on from there. We'll be back to my conversation with Dr. Steven right after this. Hey doc, we've got great news for you. The Remarkable Attraction Immersion, originally planned for Chicago April 3rd and 4th, is now happening online. In response to the COVID-19 coronavirus situation and ensuing restrictions on travel, hotels, gatherings, and restaurants, we are moving the awesome Remarkable Attraction Immersion online, live, and virtual. We know that you are facing uncertainty. We know that your patients are scared and confused. Some patients are missing appointments, some dropping out of care, and some of you are locked out of your practices, period. We are here to help. This virtual immersion is designed to address these immediate concerns and more. We're going to share with you a three-phase action plan that will help stop the bleeding right now, then get patients back on track, then it will be time to mobilize and get you back out into the community. We're facing an unprecedented situation and opportunity in chiropractic. Now is a time. We have a window in time where we as chiropractors will have everyone's attention. We have created an awesome event, highly relevant, addressing the concerns, questions, and needs that you and your team are facing right now. And we also know that this too will pass, and we're going to get you ready to step into the gap and be prepared and ready to seize the opportunity that you will be facing in your community over the next few months. The same awesome TRP coaches will follow the same Remarkable Practice live event program schedule. Get your team together at your office or home or off-site and hunker down for a value-packed weekend of training. You'll be ready to take action immediately, even if your practice is closed. Join us for this incredible virtual live event. 
Roberto Monaco is coming alongside all the TRP coaches to teach this seminar through the weekend. If you don't know who Roberto is, he's the premier undisputed heavyweight champ of influential and persuasive speaking in chiropractic. We have a program in place so that you're fully equipped to have the answers. Register now for the virtual live event and save over 65%. To grab this special deal, go to www.theremarkablepractice.com forward slash events. That's www.theremarkablepractice.com forward slash events. Do not pass up on this deal because it ends April 3rd. Grab your team and we'll see you online. And now back to my conversation with Dr. Steven. Yeah, I mean, this goes back to Nick, you know, some CEO, some CEO talk. So, you know, you might be thinking to yourself, well, you know, we're not open or we're open, but we're like just we've taken our hours down dramatically. Yeah. And we're just seeing like emergency cases or things like that because we're an essential. So what do I do with these people? Guys, you know, here's the deal. So this is a CEO moment, right? So this yeah. is a CEO moment. As a CEO of your business, your job is to marshal the energy of your team by, you know, harnessing the limited resource that you have of your team, their energy and their focus and their time. And so this is where we have to set priorities for what's important now and what's important next. And now is the time to get ahead, right? Now we need to be thinking about what's coming when this settles down. What are we going to be doing to be moving our companies forward? How are we going to grow as a result of this, right? How is this going to be something that's going to propel your business forward? And so we need to be thinking as CEOs and be thinking about what would be the highest and best use of my team's time right now? Yeah. And so be thinking through this. Like as you're making this decision, let's say bringing people, how are we going to be working? How are they going to work remotely? How are they going to be working virtually? Listen, if you've got questions about that, talk to, you know, give me a, a, a ring, give Dr. Steven a call, you know, go into our Facebook forums and start asking questions to our coaches. We're here to help you out. We want to help you make sure that you and your team and everybody makes it through this. This is this was big for us in, in chiropractic, Nick. I know that you know that it is. I mean, until this was coming and really, you know, maybe people didn't have any any visibility into this because they don't pay attention to it. But, you know, there were a lot of people that were kind of freaking out and for a lot of, you know, probably very good reasons. But so this has definitely been a positive for us. Uh, I think as small business owners, this has been a huge win, but we've got to be really smart. We still have to function as CEO's chief energy officer. It's about your energy, the energy, energy of your people. It's about leadership. Now is the time to step up as a leader of your business and, uh, and lead the chart. And so, uh, Nick, I don't know if you have anything to speak to about that, but this is a really important time for CEOs to step up uh, and really be the, the, the leader of the organization that's needed right now when it comes to really pouring into your team, like you said, and teaching them you know, how they can be most effectively used at this time, even if it's in new ways than what they're used to. So I think this is also going to expose you a lot more about who, who's on your team. Are they A players, yeah. right? Are these the right people? And I hope that we all have the right people, but this is going to expose that. I think times of crisis expose, you know, it squeezes people. And then, you know, what really comes out is what people are made of, you know? And yeah. so I think this is going to be really tough. But Nick, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that or any, even just from your own experience working with your own employees, your own businesses on that subject. Well, I, I, I'll say this uh, as, as one of the things that you could be doing in, in this break. So this, like what I'm doing right now, this, this um, me being some type of quote unquote expert for uh, the Paycheck Protection Program is a, is, it's a masterclass case study in content marketing. 
I, this has nothing to do with my core business. I run a content marketing agency for chiropractors and a chiropractic office. Those are the two things I do. This has nothing to do with my core business, but my ideal clients are hungry for this information. So I've spent the last four days of my life just with, with lots of other chaos going on in my other businesses that I need to be focused on. And so I'm having to like basically do three different things instead of two different things. But what is this doing? This, this is getting me so much exposure. I'm getting so much goodwill from people that I haven't heard from in a while, people that have never heard of me before. Now, all of a sudden, I, I've went from 550 likes on my Dr. Nick page to over 1,000 over the course of three days, and it's because I'm delivering value. So, yeah. this is such a great time for you to be pouring into your ideal patients. Who is, what is it that they need right now? How could you, you and your team be creating content that would give them some hope right now? Because there's a lot of people that are pretty down about like what's going on right now. You could be a ray of sunshine for these people the way I've been able to be a ray of sunshine for offices out there that didn't know what they should be doing, right? So just as like the thing I do, the content marketing side of it, this is such a great opportunity because people always complain about they don't have time, they don't know what to talk about, I mean- God, there's so much stuff to talk about now when it comes to health. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like have a plan. I'm having a team, like a, a state of the union on Monday. I'm going to give them some guidance on what I'm doing in terms of like payroll because I'm sure they're wondering because I've been, I've been pretty busy this last week and I haven't been as in communication with my staff, three-fourths of which are at home right now doing nothing. So they're probably wondering like, am I going to keep getting paid? You know, so I have to like make sure that tomorrow I've got a plan for them. We're going to be doing this together. And so training right now on all the TRP stuff, all the remarkable CEO stuff, you're going to, you're about to have unlimited time if, if you, if you don't already. So you've got lots of time to do a lot of stuff. I finally kind of came up with this, this way that's, that makes sense to me on this PPP stuff. The gov- you are just the middleman. The government's trying to pay your employees so the reason why they're doing 2.5 instead of two of if they just wanted you to pay your payroll, they would just give you two. But what they're doing, I think, is they're saying, listen, instead of the unemployment office getting inundated and them having to administer this money, we're just going to give it to the business owners. The business owners can give it to their employees. So you're just the conduit that this money flows through. And then they give you that 0.5 to help you out with like your rent and utilities for having to deal with the headache of this. Yeah, it's incredibly helpful. And, and I, I appreciate you unpacking this and all, all the work that you, you put in and also just that coaching there. You know, one of the things that I've been talking to my clients about is the same thing because, you know, Nick, I greatly appreciate you uh, for your expertise as a, a content marketer. Uh, your, you know, the story branding, you know, you know, certifications that you have and just how you help, you know, so many doctors, you know, with their presence online and coming that expert and that authority in their community. This is about long game stuff, team. Uh, you know, as you're listening to this, people are going to remember. They're going to remember how you were right now. And so, Nick, I think you, you just really hit it. And I, you know, we weren't planning on going down this path necessarily, but you know, one of the things that I charge to my clients was I said, listen, I'm, I'm going to challenge you. Nick, I remember you did a 30-day challenge. I said, I, wanted, I want you to do a 10-day 10 10 day challenge, go live every day for 10 days. And I gave them a 10-day uh, topics. I sent, sent them, here are 10 topics. Um, I, I literally bolded it out like these are five talk points per topic. Just go live every day and just do, or, or not, but, but do your own. But here's an example of something yeah. that I just put together. If, if I'm in practice and I'm going to speak to my community and I want to stay really just positive and just good information, I'm not trying to, you know, because the big thing right now with chiropractors is do not market that you can help people with their immune system right now. 
Like yeah. it is, it is no go. Like if you do, if put out anything that talks about immunity and an adjustment, they're coming, they're going to shut you down, you know? So yeah. now is not the time, even though many of us who are principled chiropractors, we actually understand physiology and how this works. It's like, actually we've been taught through science that, you know, there is a, there's a connection, but now is not the time to talk yeah, about that. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. So, so just be giving this good information. So as you're listening to Nick, while you're getting all your ducks in a row and going to your bank, also be going live and also be putting together your content calendar for May and June. So start thinking ahead, like, what are you going to be doing? Even if you have to take your in-office workshops and go virtual and be doing webinars, hey, study up on webinars. What do you need to be doing to do that? Like, how do you do sales online? Like, how do you get people to, to opt in your whatever the thing is, maybe coming in for a new patient visitor special you're running or buying some sort of a product that you sell in your office, but they can buy it virtually. Like, there are so many things that we could be doing right now as far as the highest and best use of your time to continue to grow your, your business, but be the authority, people will remember how you make them feel. And they'll remember especially how you lead during this time. Everyone's paying attention right now, right? Yeah. So it's hypervigilant time for everybody. Everybody's in a sympathetic state right now. They're, they're, they're up. And so being that person that does that. So I encourage you because again, we've got a marketer. Nick and I could just do a whole show on marketing right now. We don't have to talk about COVID, right? We could just be doing marketing conversation, <laughs> but, but we're doing this because this is what we talk about in CEOs. What's important now, right now, this is what's important, but so is marketing. All right, Nick. So you let, let's talk about forgiveness. So that the fourth question I had for you was, you know, will the loan be forgiven or how will it be forgiven or when, yep. like, what are all the kind of questions I know you've been getting about this, but about the forgiveness of this loan? Okay. So let's forget about like all that, all that complicated part on like, how are you going to, how are we going to quantify how much you get? Let's say you, you, you get $50,000. You had, you had $20,000 average monthly payroll. You get approved for 50,000. They put $50,000 in your bank. If you use that money for one of these covered categories, that will be able to be forgiven depending on how much you continue to pay your staff and how many people you continue to pay. So you have to use them on these covered categories. The payroll costs, meaning like how much are you paying your, your staff? The, uh, if you do any health insurance uh, premiums, that's included. Rent, utilities, interest on your mortgage, if you have a, like a commercial building and interest on any business loans, which I believe uh, would work for like leases if you had leases on equipment. So, um, so that is, uh, that are the, those are the categories. So as long as you use the money within those categories, you'll be fine as long as you keep the same headcount in terms of the number of full-time employees. So you can't cut your employees in half and then get loan forgiveness. They, if you cut your employees in half and then you go for loan forgiveness, they'll cut the loan forgiveness in half. So that's why I'm saying your best bet is to bring 100% people back at 100% of their pay. You can uh, decrease individual employees down to 75% of what they make. Now, some people have been thinking that you can take that $20,000 and just drop it down to 15 and maybe pay uh, Susan 100% and Mary 50% and it averages out to 75. That's not the case. It, it, the way that I was reading it today is it's based on individual employees. So you can't drop any individual employee down below 75% of what they were making before. But again, 
like, I don't even think I would, I would mess with that because again, this isn't even really your money. It's just like, because if, if, if it wasn't for this program, you'd probably just lay off anybody that isn't working and they would go get unemployment. So the government is just giving you this money to keep them on at hundred percent. That's the safest way that you can make sure. Uh, so keep the head count, keep the payroll amount, and then use it for the covered categories that we just talked about. You do those three things. They gave you the 50,000 in the loan and uh, I'm sorry, you have to do it within eight weeks. They give you the 50,000, you use it, you follow all those rules. At the end, you will apply for the forgiveness. And within 60 days of you applying for the forgiveness, they have to give you a decision. And as long as you can, oh, and you also need to make sure you can prove it. Like have canceled checks, have, have your bank statements ready. So you got to prove that you spent every dollar on one of these covered categories, as long as you do that. And the other two things, you'll get that forgiven 100%. And some people have been asking, well, does it go against your taxes as income for 2020? It does not. It is, it's specific in the language that it is not taxable income. You know, Nick, and I know we don't have a ton of more time and I want to respect your time and everyone who's listening here, but you know, just a couple of things that have come up, the, the differentiation between the pay, paycheck protection program, the disaster loan and, and the tax credit. So when you think of those, mm-hmm. those different categories, Nick, and I, and I know that's almost a can of worms and I want to put you in a, in a tough spot here, but can you maybe just summarize you know, the difference between that? If I'm, I'm the CEO on the other side, okay, yeah. I've got maybe one or three practices and I've got between five and let's say 18 employees and stuff like that. So what, what do you say to me? Uh, what's the difference? And, and do you have any guidance in what you know, I should be focusing on right now? Yeah, the tax credits, I'm not super expertise on that because it didn't really relate to what I was doing in my own practice. So I didn't spend as much time on that. The one thing I will say about the tax credits is there is, I think it's called like employee retention credit. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to keep people to keep people on the payroll through the end of the year, beyond the eight weeks, through the end of the year. And they'll give you a 50% tax credit uh, of anybody that you keep on up to like a certain amount. It might be $5,000 per employee per month. Uh, but I don't quote me on that. The problem with that is in the language, if you take advantage of that tax credit, uh, you may not qualify for the the paycheck protection program, which I think is the most generous thing right now. And it's the best thing for what most chiropractors need right now. So I would not worry about the tax credits right now. Uh, If you know more about the tax credits than I do, and you're like, no, it's going to work for me, fine, whatever you got to do, but I'm not an expert in that. So the difference between the disaster loan, one quick caveat before I move on to this, uh, when I said that you may not get the full loan forgiveness, let's say you only get 90% of the loan forgiven, the 10%, it's okay, it'll just turn into a loan that is up to 4% interest, like the most you can pay is 4% interest on that for the Paycheck Protection Program, and uh, up to a 10-year repayment term. So it's very generous term, so I wouldn't worry too much if you didn't get it forgiven. So the disaster loan, is something that has existed for a long time. When tornadoes hit towns or Florida gets wiped out by a hurricane, that is what these are in place for. Normally, they, they usually have a little bit stricter guidelines than what they are ha- they've, they've relaxed some of the guidelines, but the disaster loan is something that uh, you could potentially be rejected for. Like if your credit sucks, if you have a bankruptcy, like those are things that could potentially make you not be able to get the disaster loan. The Paycheck Protection Program is this new thing. They just like came up with it out of thin air. So they're, they're having to create the application process and the, the infrastructure for it right now. Like they're building the plane as they're flying it, right? 
there is some debate on whether you can use, whether you can get the disaster loan and the PPP loan, or if one, if you have to pick between one or the other. The way that I read it is that they do not want you getting the disaster loan for the same things that you're going to use the PPP loan for. So the way that I think that it will work, and this is my opinion, uh, maybe I turn out to be wrong, but I think I'm right, <clears throat> is that if you get the PPP loan, it's for those covered categories. If you get the disaster loan, I think you'll be able to get both because the disaster loan is just a straight loan. They're, they're not going to forgive it. The disaster loan should just be used for anything outside of those covered categories. Okay, so anything that is covered by the PPP loan, don't use the disaster loan money for that. One other quick thing about the disaster loan, they have this thing called the disaster loan grants. So what it is, is when you, when you apply for the disaster loan, you can ask for up to $10,000 as an advance. That advance, even if you don't get the loan, if you get denied, you don't have to pay back the 10 grand, okay? And if you get the loan, I'm not 100% sure if you have to pay back the 10 grand or not, but you may not have to, right? If they give you a $10,000 grant through the dis disaster loan and then you get the PPP loan and you get loan forgiveness for say the full 50,000, they will subtract the 10,000 out of that 50,000. They're not gonna give you free money twice. So that's the part that I, I want you guys to, to be clear on. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to get the disaster loan and the PPP loan together. Just don't use them for the same uh, reasons because that's the language in the bill is that it's not to be used for the same categories. Super helpful, Nick. And I, and I really appreciate you and everything that you're saying. You know, one of the things that we've been talking to all of our clients about is about the, the three-phase action plan. And, you know, I'm going to kind of re repeat some of this that you, some of you may have heard, some of you haven't, but phase one is where we're at right now, which is all about stabilization. Everything that, Nick, you're talking about is an opportunity for us as CEOs and business owners to stabilize our business, to stabilize our team. And this is so important. So step one right now during this time is to stabilize. That's where your focus needs to be, getting your house in order. The first thing you need to stabilize is yourself, getting yourself clear and straight. And that's why, Nick, I greatly appreciate you and everything that you've been doing and, and adding value to our tribe and our audience you know, in our uh, coaching program, but also you know, here on our podcast, on your platforms for our profession. I know your videos have been being shared in many different groups that I'm also a part of. And so um, you know, you've just been a huge value. So that's the first thing is that, get yourself and your house in order, get stabilized. Second is get your team stabilized. And again, this is all about stabilizing your team. That's what this is enabling you to do. Like Nick, you said it so well, you're kind of like a middleman for the government to be able yeah. to get money to the people. They don't want them going through the unemployment. They just don't want that. So yeah. this is your part to play, to be a, a, a play by the rules, be a good team player and, and do your part so you can take care of the people. And again, as CEOs, that's one of the, the key responsibilities that we have is to take care of the people and, and to lead them. And so stabilize your team, that's number two. And the third, stabilize your active patients. And I know, Nick, like you said, you already have two, and now you've got three things you've been, businesses really, you've kind of been running, but I mean, you still have to stabilize your patient base, your current active patients. If your doors are closed, you need to be able to communicate with those people and be doing that. And so it's very important right now as a CEO that you and your team are stabilizing the current relationships with your active patient base, that you are nurturing those relationships, you're continuing to be there for them, being available for them, hearing what they've got going on, doing virtual consultations, doing telemedicine, you know, being there for them in different ways and capacities. So now is the time to stabilize, recognizing who they are and being there, right? So number two is going to be reactivation. That's what's going to happen from this process. So this is, again, designed to help us get over these next, this, this hump 
right now that we're going through right now. That's what this, you know, this PPP program is all about is to help us get through that. Then we're going to reactivate. We're going to get people back under care. We're going to do it in, in two different phases. Phase one is who are our people that were active that have gone missing in action in the last 30 days. Those are the first people we're going to focus on when we reactivate. This will be in a few weeks from now. Then we're going to be going after, we recommend go after who are the people that have discontinued care even in the last 12 months. This is a great time for us as CEOs to go back over who are the people that used to be here that aren't here anymore uh, and let's reach back out. So let's do a reactivation campaign. We're going to do that. We're going to cover this again in a, in a future episode here uh, in the podcast. But this is what you want to be thinking through as a CEO. Phase one, phase two, phase three of this crisis, this pandemic crisis that we're all navigating through as owners. And then the third stage is going to be mobilization. And again, this is about us getting back in the marketplace. And Nick, you know, I know that you can talk a lot to this. Um, and, and again, we don't, we don't need to talk about this now, but uh, I do want people to know where they can learn more about you because one of the things, Nick, you do a great job with is helping mobilize doctors in their social uh, platforms, in their community, help them mm-hmm. to be mobilized, to be out there, to be present, to be accounted for, to be that person that people look for when they are looking, they find you, right? So yeah. um, Nick, I don't know if you have any things you want to speak to on that, but at least just tell the audience you know, where they can learn more about you, your business, your services, Leverage Media, I know you're, a, you're one of our success partners with the Remarkable Practice, and we're so grateful mm-hmm. for you and your business. I know uh, multiple of my clients and other colleagues of mine who are using your services and very, very pleased with it. So Nick, just take a minute, maybe talk a little bit about what you do and, and how you can specifically and how you do support docs with their marketing. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, most most importantly right now, go to my Dr. Nick Silveri page just because I'm putting out a lot of content specifically about this paycheck protection program. So like you can go there and just like I've I've got at this point, like as of Sunday night, I probably got 30 plus videos on there. By the time this airs, I might have 40 or 50. I'm not really sure depending on how things uh, progress. But uh, yeah, if, you, if you're interested at all in like getting your message out in a more effective way, in a more efficient way, Leverage Media is my uh, marketing agency for chiropractors. Um, and we focus on exactly what we've been talking about, like getting content out to who your ideal patient is uh, and try to influencing them and, and creating qualified new patients walking through the door. Um, and I'm more than happy to talk about that. Um, but right now I know people are, are really focused on, on just survival right now. So, uh, so I'm trying to help out any way that I can. Awesome, Nick. Well, I, well, I appreciate you. And, uh, you know, I'm going to finish with a quote from uh, John F. Kennedy. He said this, he said, when written in Chinese, the word crisis is composed of two characters. One represents danger. The other represents opportunity. And I would say that right now, uh, you know, we are in a crisis and there is a, a real danger that's out there, but there's also tremendous opportunity. As a CEO, one of our responsibilities is to be able to help people navigate through the challenges and dangers, but also help them see and seize the opportunity. Nick Singh, thank you so much for your time today. Great for all of you, for all of you who are our listeners, praying protection over you and your businesses, your families. We're all going to make it through this. I truly believe. And if you need anything, please reach out to us. We're here to help. Take care, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic, and what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.